0: Batman News Weekly! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 227 in year five, and I'm a little late. I am sorry. It has been... oh, man. It has been a week. Uh, Right before I'm recording this, I actually... Uh, I don't know if anybody here cares about football. Um, not a great week for football if you're uh, certain fans because the playoffs have started. But uh, I just got a quote tweet from uh, Des Bryant, who is a former star receiver in the league, um, because I don't know if anybody keeps up with this. I think it's such a stupid issue uh, when men, uh, when their, their manliness gets called into question because they paint their nails. It was a big thing that's been happening all week because uh, NBA champion Dwayne Wade uh, painted his nails and all these like sports casters and other like NFL stars and NBA stars are like, nah, that's not it, bro. And like, oh, my God, him painting his nails ruined it, uh, ruined his legacy. And it's like it's the fucking idiotic, most insecure bullshit I've ever heard, in my opinion. That's not everybody. And like, well, anyways, Des quote tweeted uh one of his former teammates if i'm not mistaken and uh said like you'll never catch me painting my nails or something like that let me see what did i what was it it never in my lifetime uh put paint on my fingernails and uh i i quote tweeted him cuz i have no problem with this uh i put if women started coming out and saying we are only fucking men who paint their nails all these dudes would be at the nearest sephora it's like a joke it's a joke tweet i don't take twitter seriously i just throw shit out there And I'm just like real stupid with it. And he actually quote tweeted me. He was like, look, bro, I don't have a problem with people who do uh, what what people do with themselves. I'm just not doing it. Uh, It's plenty of women in the world who would prefer men not to do what they do. Um, which is fair. I mean, again, it was a joke comment, but we'll see how uh, Twitter takes it. Some people laughed at it, which I think is fun because, yeah, at this point, uh, you shouldn't take Twitter very serious because it's such a garbage. Oh, my God, my mic's falling. (laughs) Uh, It's such a garbage platform now, so I just use it for fun. Uh, But anyways, um, going to the the week that I've been having uh, staying with the sports stuff. I am a Cowboys fan and they lost in a fucking terrible way. Um, that was not a, a birthday present I wanted. My birthday was on Monday. Uh, I'm old now. And uh, it is just, it's been, it's been a week. So I've been pretty busy. I did go have my birthday uh, dinner tonight. It's another reason why this podcast is super late. Um, because it's been freezing in my city. I'm not a fan of uh, going out uh, on the roads and stuff when they're icy or like just there's possible bad weather. Uh, no point in risking it for a birthday dinner. I can have a birthday dinner a few days later. So that's kind of what happened. Uh, This week's just been really busy. Also, if you follow the new channel, I dropped a new video that took me a few days to research and put together. Um, There was this big, uh, which some of you, uh, depending on your age, might actually be interested in that video because it's a popular YouTuber who does beatboxing battles, and he uses comic book characters uh, every once in a while, and he has just like it's you know if you if you've seen those like superpower beatdown and stuff like that, um, or just like you know Batman fights a Deadpool or whatever. Basically, his version of this content that is really popular is you know characters having beatbox battles against each other well uh a lot of stuff came out about him that were uh some things good and people are you know dogging on him for uh, allegedly well actually not allegedly because he's dm i mean he's kind of said this publicly but um he spent fifty thousand dollars on a amv uh music video for, uh, that had his, his cartoon character version of himself being chased by a other cartoon character called Charlie Morningstar, who is from this show called Has Been Hotel on Amazon Prime. And uh, let's just say the ending of the video gets a little spicy. And uh, people are like, what? So if you want to hear all the drama that's going on with that, because there's so much more to it, um, go check out my latest video on the new channel. So that's something I was doing this week, and I had to get that video out. And um, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I completely forgot about the podcast. I was so just enthralled with uh, making that video and editing it and researching it that it was already it was already Thursday. And I was like, dude, I haven't even read the books. Like, what the heck? And, um, yeah, it's just, it's been busy. It's been hella busy. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to lie to you guys. There was a moment. I, I had a moment of weakness. I was like do I really, should I do the podcast, you know? Is is the podcast gonna, do I need to do it this week? Is it is it important? Does anybody care if I do the podcast? Because uh, it has been kind of busy, you know, I mean, it's been kind of rough trying to carry the whole thing by myself, um, which, you know, it is what it is. I have no problem being consistent. Uh, I do consider myself a very consistent person, but I did have that moment. But before recording the podcast today and before the shenanigans happening on Twitter, I noticed one of the videos in the past decided to pop off. It was like one of the podcasts that we talked about. um, What is his name? John Krasinski, I believe is his name. Uh, There was rumors that he would be Batman. That video was like 15,000 views. And I was like, when did that happen? Like for the longest time, our video has been the like batman in the mcu or the russo brothers like you know wanting to make a batman film podcast um and yeah i just saw that that john krasinski video just like popped and i was like oh wow people are actually watching these things uh which was kind of a nice little boost of confidence there but anyways um the reason i'm rambling at the start of this podcast is because there's not really much to talk about y'all like I was doing some research before this, and there hasn't been any much DC news. There's stuff about, like, somebody was cast as Cersei in Creature Commandos. I believe, uh, oh, my God, she's the actress in, uh, was she in Eternals? Um, No, I don't think she was in Eternals. She was in some kind of, like uh freaking you know kind of like i don't know like a games of thronesy vibe type show if i'm not mistaken i don't have it pulled up here because it wasn't really batman related so i didn't want to like i didn't want to dive too much into it but there was like that happened Um, But the biggest Batman news, if it if it even is considered Batman news, but it is comic books related, is that uh, or it's a rumor, apparently uh, Scott Snyder returning to D.C. to develop um, D.C.'s own ultimate universe, whatever that means. It is from Bleeding Cool. Uh, Bleeding Cool is somebody that does get things right from time to time. They were the ones that broke the story about Tom King being replaced as Batman. Um, They were also the first ones to break the Black Batman story back in the day before we knew it was going to be Jace. So, you know, Bleeding Cool does have some hits every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, they're old. You know, I don't know anything about Marvel's uh, comics Ultimate Universe. I have no idea, so I don't know what's going to be going on. But it says, uh, you know... Uh, And it seems Scott Snyder, Batman, Justice League, and showrunner of the DC Metal event to make his own return to DC Comics. This is after setting up many creator-owned projects across Dark Horse, yada, yada, nobody cares. And this new DC publishing initiative would involve a new reality for DC Comics characters to play out in. Um, I have seen Scott Snyder's own realities. Uh, I've read Death Metal. I've read the Dark Multiverse And I don't care, you know, Uh, I have been on record and I believe, uh, you know, Clay's been on record with this as well. The one thing Scott Snyder should come back and do is that story that he did in Detective 1000 of the secret, uh, you know, what were they? The um, they were like the mysteries or crimes that have never been solved. Uh, I think it was mysteries. And that's what he should do. He should come back and write that. He should write Batman and those characters going after these mysteries that have never been solved because that was such an intriguing story and we've never heard anything from it. Um, And I think that's what he should come back and write. I don't care about him building an alternate reality universe or anything of that sort because I've seen it. It gets ridiculous and he just wants to sell toys like that's the vibe I get from it. And I don't care for that. I just want good comic books. Um, and I don't know, I haven't, I, I, have heard his creator own stuff is pretty good. And I, I was reading one of them, uh, back when he was still at DC and it was good. His own stuff is good. But remember when you're playing in the sandbox of DC, these characters are already built. They have legacies, they have, personalities, and um, I just wasn't a fan of what Scott Snyder was making because everything just ended up being Batman. It was, you know, truck, monster bat monster truck Batman, dinosaur Batman, Um, and I don't think we need that. We've seen his vision in DC. I think maybe give the reins to somebody else. You don't need to bring Scott Snyder back to create a DC Ultimate Universe, in my opinion, but that's just me. Um, I think I've had my fill of Scott Snyder. I would prefer to see new—and there's so many good— writers at DC right now. Like give them a chance, you know? Like just keep rolling with the new blood. Why why bring out the old blood? If he wants to come back and write a one off Batman story, cool. Wants to come back and write a one off Superman story, cool. But him needing to be in charge of something else, I don't I don't think that's necessary. So uh yeah, that is the hot rumor that is coming out of DC right now. Um and yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. But for the most part that is that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Luckily, luckily, we had the phantom hour incident last week. And there's a lot of questions that I need to answer that I didn't get to answer last time. And they took me an hour last time. Uh, granted, there was some story stuff that was in there that I probably uh, did that wasn't covered to, to make up that full hour. But this is going to be the answering your questions podcast. Because I'm going to be answering everything that I didn't answer uh last time so um we're gonna go ahead and do that right now and uh starting off with discord um now granted these this this question is new from discord i don't don't know if it was the same one from last week but uh says what are you looking forward to the most with the introduction of the bat family in the dcu um and to answer that question i would say Are they going to be a family? You know, is it what's the dynamic going to be between the family? Because that is all that I really care about is I want to see, you know, how Dick Grayson interacts with Batman, how Damien interacts with, you know, um, freaking Red Hood, how Barbara interacts with Grayson. Like, I want to know what the vibes are going to be, because I don't want a bat family that are at each other's throats. I want a bat family that acts like a family because that is some of the best. Now, if you want to give me... Obviously, there's probably going to be tension between some of them, obviously. But, I mean, I would love to see, like the bat family against the world you know what i mean like maybe the justice league isn't a fan of how the bat family is doing things and then you gotta have, you have one like you know movie where it's the bat family against everybody you know what i mean or like you have a big uh like let's just say the suicide squad or a, a squad like that that is going after the bat family and the bat family has to come together and work together to defeat these enemies that's what I want to see. I don't want to see, like, oh, my God, Damien is betraying Batman. And, oh, he's uh causing trouble for everybody else, and he's basically looks like a bad guy here, but he's just a teen angst, so we got to let it go. I don't fucking care about that. Uh, Yeah, he, if he's going to be a little shit, that's fine, but I don't want him, like, basically being a bad guy. Or same thing with Red Hood. Like, if Red Hood's going to be an asshole, that's fine. But if he's doing, like, villainous crap then I I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm hoping we're not going to get the, like, Grayson that's mad at Batman version. I'm hoping we're going to get a Grayson that's kind of already, like, realized, like, yeah, I don't need to be Batman. I don't want to be Batman, but I respect Batman. You know, he took me in as a kid. Uh, he's basically a father to me, and, um, you know, they just have a good relationship. Like, Kind of like the way Batman and Nightwing have a relationship in the comics right now. Uh, in Nightwing, I want to see that relationship. That's the one thing I will say I do appreciate of Tom Taylor. Granted, I have not read a Nightwing book in like the last few months. Um, I also think right now he might be... I, it might have just been the cover. I'm not too sure. I'm not covering Nightwing this week. I'm only covering two books in the comics. But I don't know if they're still doing that Beast event. So I don't know if he's a... Big Cat right now or something like that. I don't really know. So, um, yeah. But I do love the dynamic between Nightwing and Batman. So, I'm hoping we get uh, just a good family dynamic. um, And they're not just like, oh my god, we all hate Batman. Because that's really annoying. So, um, moving over to the next questions on YouTube. I'm going to be jumping back between some of these. Moncray says, can you answer my question from last week? And uh, his last week question was... What DC attraction would be the most popular? All these need release forms. Uh, The Riddler Escape Room, the Joker Funhouse, the Scarecrow Coaster, Penguin's Iceberg Lounge. Uh, Now, I remember covering this one, not in depth uh, in the Phantom Hour, but I was saying that if you're talking about the most popular, the most popular is going to be the gambling lounge. I mean, just go to Las Vegas and you would see how popular Las Vegas is. That would be the iceberg lounge. Nobody's going to want to go to an escape room. I mean, the only one that I mean I should say the only one that else that I would see on here that people would care about is going to the escape room because the worst you lose some money that's basically gambling or you get pied in the face. That might be funny if you go with a bunch of friends, you know what I mean? But Joker's fun house, get you know, traps that spray people with Joker gas. Uh, you could just like ruin your life. Like, what kind of Joker gas are we talking about here? There's Joker gas that kills people. Uh, and then we have the Scarecrow coaster that sprays fear gas midway through. You would be your life would be ruined after getting off the roller coaster. Like, those two sound awful, but the gambling one, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just go, you know, it's cold. Oh yeah, it because it, it, it also says. A gaming gambling lounge it's cold in there there are places in vegas where it's like it is literally the iceberg lounge like you have to wear a coat to go in there like they give you like a big old coat and stuff to stay warm and it's just like an ice bar which is kind of crazy so uh yeah i mean that would 100 percent be the most popular uh thing that we got going on here so um next up we got Nathan that says, if, Grayson's ulti- okay, if Grayson ultimately becomes Nightwing, Tim Drake becomes Red Robin, where does that leave Jason and Damien? Um, well, Jason's Red Hood, like 100% Red Hood. He's not becoming anything else. Like He is his final form, unless they're going to create a whole new dynamic for him. Um, he's Red Hood. And Damien, canonically, this is true because it's literally happening right now, he becomes Batman. He becomes Batman 666. He takes over for Bruce Wayne in the future. Now, we never learn what happens to Bruce, why Damien took over, why he has the trench coat. If I'm not mistaken, the trench coat, there might have been a story where he got the trench coat, and it's either Gordon's or Alfred's, and it might be Alfred's trench coat. I don't remember, but there's a reason why he wears a trench coat with his bat suit instead of a cape, and it, there's some symbolism there. I forget what it was. But, uh, yeah, so all of these characters are planned out. I think the one person that could evolve that has not evolved is Batgirl. And some people would be like, she's a oracle. But I always hated that because they're like, oh, yeah, let's just put her in a box. And she's just, oh, look at me. I'm the computer genius. Like, no, dude, Batgirl's awesome. I would like to see Batgirl become Batwoman. Like I think that would be really cool. If for whatever reason Batwoman gives up the mantle and she doesn't want to like wear it anymore, I think that would be really cool and then you can have a new Batgirl if you wanted to do that. Cuz I think, you know, that would be a cool upgrade, but you you don't want to get rid of Cassandra Kane, right? But I think if Cassandra Kane maybe, I don't I don't want to say died cuz that's like the easiest way to get rid of characters. Um but I think Cassandra Kane could also evolve. I mean, we're seeing what she's doing in Outsiders, right? She's not doing it for the Bat, but why can't she be something else? You know what I mean? Because, like, it's always been weird with Batwoman because she's always been, like, a lot of the time she's anti-Bat family. And it's just like, dude. And, like, Batman's even like, why are you wearing my—why are you you biting my shit? You know what I mean? Like, we're, like, legit family, but, like, you're not part of the Bat family because you're, like, such a bitch at times. Like, what's going on here? Why are you biting our style? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it would be very interesting to see Batgirl— Oh, my God. I got a frog in my throat right there. <clears> throat> I think it would be interesting to see Barbara upgrade because um, that's the only one I actually think could. Because right now they're trying to make, you know, spoil- or I mean, I guess technically they have. But Spoiler and Cassandra Cain are both Batgirl now. So um, I definitely do think that uh, Barbara needs some kind of new moniker, which would be interesting. Um, Let's see. I want to make sure that we don't got double. Uh, Eduardo de la Cruz on the new episode or the last episode says, Damn, guess uh, uh, Batman News Weekly now has lost media. Uh, but last week's question was Batmobile lost a will and Joker got away. Who Joker got who would win? Joker versus Loki, Rachel Gould versus Captain America, Brainiac versus Pimp- Emperor Palpatine. So, but the things that I said, I remember saying these last week. Uh, Brainiac, I would assume it, it depends on how strong the force is, right? Could emperor palpatine control a fleet of imperial starships with his jedi powers is he strong enough to do that because if he is then i think he wins but if he's not then i think brainiac could take over all of the imperial starships point all their laser glaster buns or like he could even get the, the the world destroyer right if that i mean they blow it up every movie but You know, you get one of those world-destroying devices. I think, actually, I'm I'm trying to remember the sequels. Didn't, like, the actual, like, starships have those kind of cannons built onto the ships? Or am I imagining that? Or did that happen in a game? I don't remember. But, like, there's, like, cannons that can blow up, you know, freaking uh, planets or whatever. Just, like, get some of those, shoot them at the Emperor, and bada-bing, bada-boom. I would think Brainiac would win that. Rachel Ghoul versus Captain America. Uh, I think Rachel Ghoul, you know, ra- here's the thing. Raish, if they're in the same universe and you're just saying they all coexisted at the same time, Raish has lived through way more than Captain America has. I think he's a better fighter and he has the League of Assassins. I think um I think Raish wins that. And as for Loki versus Joker, I said that it depends on if Joker knows Loki, if he knows anything about him. But I just feel like Loki has so many advantages over the Joker that I would probably give it to Loki just because I know very little about Loki, but I also know that what I've seen from him can be kind of OP. Um, And I think Joker is much like Batman. He would need to learn a lot about people's weaknesses to get the upper hand. So um, I think that's kind of I would give that one to Loki. But again, I'm not a Loki expert, so I can't really can't really say too much about that one. Uh, let's see. Next up, we got Clay that says, "What Batman film needle drop would make audience cringe audiences cringe the most?" Uh, Smash Mouth All Star when Batman gets ready. Final Countdown when the Bat Family is running in slow motion to stop a bomb. Walking on Sunshine when Batman gets on Venom and happily takes down baddies easier. ACDC's Back in Black when Batman returns after uh, after thought to be dead. Um, and then Eye of the Tiger when Batman fights Bane. I think if you're talking about cringiness, okay, I think if Batman... Look, walking on Sunshine would be pretty cringe. Um, but when Batman's on Venom and he's fighting people, I think the only way that works is if you shoot that in a cinematic way that plays along with the song very well. But if not, I think it's so easy to be cringe with that song so I think that would be that could be bad. The worst one is Smash Mouth, and the reason why is one you have it Smash Mouth getting ready when I mean when Batman's getting ready. Like there's nothing exciting about that. I mean just go put Smash Mouth to uh, George Clooney getting ready, and we see the bat nips and all that. Just go somebody make that compilation, and send it to me. But that would be it. You know you could put Robin getting ready and Batgirl getting ready to Smash Mouth. Like it would just be ridiculous. Um, I think that would be the cringiest one because it reminds me of Shrek you know what I mean that is such a synonymous song with Shrek that I would think about Shrek during a Batman movie like that's how powerful that song is so I do not think that would be uh, that would be the cringiest needle drop one for sure um, lastly we have Jason Todd that says uh, Jason Todd might have two questions here um, what exactly is the demographic for Batman now? Like, is it childish for a grown dad to have Batman bedsheets or Batman underwear? Oh, my God. Okay, I think I... I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I went off on this question, man, because... Oh, and I told a personal story here, too. Unfortunately, I went into super detail on the last one, but um, I think... It's not cringe, it's not bad for you to have things you like. You should never, like, we need to get away in society, and it's funny, if you go watch that new video that I made on the channel, on my new channel, uh, a lot of people are shitting on this guy for this video that he paid to get made, because they think it's cringy. but they're saying they think it's weird because he's 40, and like, as society... I think it's so weird that we're trying to move to this progressive area, right? Like, we care about people's pronouns. We care about people's mental health. We care about all this stuff. But we still have, like, stupid shit like what just happened on Twitter with painting the nails. Like, oh, my God, you're not manly or whatever. If you paint your nails, we have stupid shit like that. And then we also have shaming people for what they like because they're a certain age, And I'm just like, bro, what? Like, no. Like, it's. I think it's so stupid that when you finally get old enough to have money to buy things you would have wanted when you were younger, now it's just like, oh, man, you can't do that. You should, uh, you're too old for that. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, uh, maybe I didn't get to have this as a kid. I want it now because I can afford it. And I'm an adult. Nobody can tell me no. Um, But the personal story I was telling is – And I'll go into like the whole idea of being able to own uh, these kind of things. Uh, When, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, it actually ties in pretty well now. um, Big, big Cowboys fan, uh, born and raised in Texas. Uh, I've been a fan of the Cowboys uh, coming out of the womb. My dad was a Cowboys fan. And so um, I used to have a lot of, uh, before I started collecting comic book stuff, I had cowboy stuff like that was what I was collecting. I've always been collecting some type of thing. When I was like little, little, I would collect rocks. And um, and like so what would happen is I would just start putting stuff on my walls like I had some, you know, when I was younger, we would go to Dallas And if we took a trip or whatever, my dad would take us to the Dallas Cowboys memorabilia shop or whatever. And like, oh, I want a championship banner. And I would buy a banner. I would buy like my favorite player was Deion Sanders. I'd buy a Deion Sanders poster or whatever. And so I would collect this stuff over time. But one of the biggest things that I was buying, and for my nerds out there, uh, I was buying the McFarlane sports figures. So these McFarlane figures – they were making Dallas Cowboys, you know, at the time it was like Tony Romo, but then they would do like the legends and it would be like Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin. And you could buy these like basically statue figures. They make them right now. Like McFarland's making all these figures all the time, but these were like mini statues. They didn't move. You couldn't play with them. You couldn't like, you know, you couldn't like try to throw the winning touchdown in a game with them. They were just statues. And like, I'm, I'm a fan of that. I love, figures that don't move. I, I love just like mini statue stuff. So I really enjoyed these, and I had a bunch of them. I had the variants, like there was like a blue jersey version and a double star version or whatever. So I had all these figures, and they were all on my wall, nicely hung up with the poster in the middle and like the banners over my, you know, it, it looked like what people would say a man cave looks like now, right? And uh, I had my walls painted to match. Like I, I'm very color coordinated or i try to make things look nice at least right well one time i was the the girl i was dating at this time comes over to my house comes in my room and she's like this looks like a kid's room and i was just like (gasps) like it was such a punch in the dick and i was just like oh but it's the cowboys and i'm a big fan and like uh you know i would love to say that it didn't make me want to rip everything off the walls and it's so crazy that you know you know they say words don't hurt it was like sticks and stones would break my bones but words will never hurt me we we know that's all bullshit like words sometimes hurt more than fucking pain because like you know what i don't remember uh, getting hit like in the face Or in the fucking nuts Like I don't know the exact date or whatever Back in the day Because uh, you forget pain over time Unless it was like a traumatic serious injury You probably forget every time You got slapped or whatever Or at least a majority of the times That some kind of pain happened to you right Because it fades you forget about it um, But words If if they hit deep enough you remember them forever And that was one of those things Where I was just like god damn it uh and it was just rough and i do you know i do remember uh maybe weeks later i don't know if we if i did it while i was still dating her at the time cuz this was a girl i just dated for a few months but um i ended up taking all that stuff down over time i still own a lot of it i don't really care for them anymore not because um You know, not because of that, those painful words that I dealt with. Uh, No, it's just, you know, I I like comic book stuff more. I like the way it looks. I love that there's a bunch of different varieties of art and stuff that I can buy to make a room look better and whatnot. Um, There's just more variety. And I just I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this kind of stuff, anime and whatnot like that. And uh, I will say anime comics and sports kind of clash you know they just kind of it looks weird when you have all of them in one room and I like to I like things to kind of blend well together and that kind of brings me to my um you know my statement here is you know maybe some of the some of the stuff you buy can look pretty tacky like I'm not I'm personally not a fan of like the actual like opposable figures that people buy like i'm those are not for me like i don't care to buy a batman figure that can move you know that can move his arms feet legs fingers i don't give a shit about any of that but i know some people that love those things um but You know, as you get older, you can still support your fandom, but there are like people that are super nerds that are making thing that making things that look pretty cool. Instead of having the Batman bed sheets where it's like the yellow and blue logo, you can buy yourself like a nice comforter that has the Batman logo sewn into it, like it's stitched into it. Like that's still look. You can make a nice room uh, with that kind of stuff, right? Like I think you just got to upgrade your taste a little bit to like you can you can blend your taste with uh your fandom I think. I think a lot of people maybe or maybe you just I mean there's nothing wrong with you keeping the same kind of stuff. If you like it, you like it. You do you, all right? You got one life on this planet. You fucking like what you want to like. But I'm just saying, if you want to blend in the older, you know, your older self into this new stuff, you can be a nerd and still be like fashionable. You can like interior design that shit and make it look really cool because there are people out there that want to do that. They want to have a nice looking house, but like, there's like hints of nerdy stuff in it and it doesn't look like as that girl told me one time, a child's room. Um, And also, Batman underwear, uh, dude, yeah, you could probably... Look, there's two people that are going to look really good in Batman underwear. People that are funny? Like, dude, if you're a funny guy, you're rocking a dad bod, and you just, like, fucking rip the pants off, and you're rocking Batman underwear, that's probably going to be the fucking funniest thing that people are going to think. If you can own it, dude, if you can own rocking Batman underwear... Go for it, cause then you're just gonna be all the power to you. And then if you got like a rock and chiseled body where you look like Batman, you're like, damn, that bitch could be Batman. And you're wearing Batman underwear, dude. Money, like nobody's gonna give a shit. They're gonna be like, damn. Um, granted there will be some people out there that are like oh, what this guy really you might, you might be a deal breaker but i think there's a lot more women out there that would find it hilarious and sexy than being like oh my god this is a deal breaker i'm leaving you know what i mean or men you know men could be the same thing i don't know i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna judge Uh, whatever you're into, I think somebody, there are people out there that would absolutely love it, you know what I mean? I think you see, like, if you see Jack Black in Batman underwear, people are gonna fucking freak out and love that, you know what I mean? It's gonna be amazing. Same thing, you see Ryan Gosling in Batman underwear, people are gonna lose their fucking shit, you know? So, like, that kind of thing... There is not like the demographic doesn't matter. I think as you get older, I think you can just make your taste look a little bit more adult. But you don't need to give up being a nerd. Like I will always fight for people being nerds and being into your interests. As long as your interests are not hurting somebody or not, you know, kind of crossing any kind of weird laws and lines. Fucking you do you, man. You got one life in this in this world. Fucking live it the way you want to. Um, Let's see. I think I covered everything from last week. So let's move over to the um, stuff that we have on the channel. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything else. Okay, uh, let's see. Tiny Beauty says, my son wants to know when Clay is making his return. What should I tell him? Oh, man. Um, dude, I wish I could tell you, little one. Um, I don't know when Clay is going to return. Uh, I think this is you know, a part of life, um, you know, right now it's, it, and this is not like, Oh, Clay's out of here forever. Uh, it just, you know, unfortunately there are times in life, uh, when things just don't go the way you want to go. Uh, I, you know, Clay is, he moved away and, you know, he's got a family of his own. He's got to think of his family first, got to provide for that family, just like Batman's got to provide for Gotham. And, you know you gotta you gotta work things out clay is currently trying to figure things out and i also have a very busy schedule myself so like if clay was off only on weekends that would be really hard for me and you know trying to find new jobs and stuff like that it's really hard to work around that um and yeah it's just really tough uh clay is Always welcome back. Uh, I, I, just, my main thing is uh, me and Clay have talked about this. Uh, I've told him if he has time, I would love for him to make some content. I think that would be great, so he can keep a presence on the channel. But, you know, he doesn't have time. And, uh, you know, that's one unfortunate thing about this whole thing. But hopefully if he's able to get some time in the future, he could maybe make some content. That would be fantastic because that would be helping out the channel. People can, you know, still hear Clay's voice and be able to do that. And unf- and I'll carry on the podcast for now um, until he's able to get a job to where it works with both of us. But uh, until then, I'm I'm your boy. I'm holding it down. I hope that uh, I know. I, I think Tiny Beauty was the one that said that uh, their son uh, said that uh, they don't like my views sometimes or that I'm maybe a little negative or something like that. So I'm sorry if I, it, maybe Clay was the more positive one on the podcast. But, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to keep the thing going. I'm going to be consistent here for you. So we got something to listen to every week, um, you know, unless buying something crazy happens. If, 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 I, if for whatever reason, I wouldn't be able to continue the podcast. I would definitely let you guys know in the future. But that's not something I want to do or even think about right now. So that's what's going on. But hopefully Clay will be returning in the future. But right now we're kind of just keeping on, keeping on. It's what you got to do sometimes, you know, uh, Eduardo de la Cruz. I already said that one. Uh, let's see. Jason Todd again. Uh, so how, wait, so how don't they know Dick and Barb are Nightwing and Batgirl? P.S. Could you quickly tell me, uh, what you said about, well, I already, okay, I already did that. Um, how do they not know Dick and Barb are Nightwing and Batgirl? Who's they? Like, who, who would not know that they're, I mean, you gotta, you gotta give me a little bit more emphasis. Like, how do, like, Gotham not know, how i don't understand is it are we going like off of nightwing cuz nightwing revealed like he had a billion dollars or something like that i don't you got to get there i'm missing some context there so feel free to clarify that next week um i already answered mon Craze. uh let's see uh yeah answered mon Craze. uh and last one we got from alexis bareda that says How come there is no rapist villain in Batman or in comics in general? Real people like this exist, and I feel like it's a crime that is important to address. I agree with you. There are actually some comments um, here that say Eduardo de la Cruz said, I kind of wonder this too. I like watching Law & Order SVU because the criminal downfall is even more satisfying. But I think the answer is that Batman leaves those creeps to the GCPD. Fair, that's a fair assessment. Um, and then Jason Todd says, "Matt, burp again. Mass murder is okay, but that assault. Um, oh my God, burp. But that that assault is where they draw the line. So here's the thing. This is really unfortunate too. And there, I am going to do a video on this in my in my future. Uh, just expect again if you're not subscribed to the new channel, there's going to be a lot of content there. But I'm going to be doing a video on this in the future. I don't know when this is going to drop, but." In society, uh, they're just it's so weird what people are okay with and what people are not okay with. We are at least here in America, we are so okay with violence. Violence is awesome. We think it's the greatest thing ever. And when you know when mass murders or mass, you know, whatever happened, bad things, we're just like, oh no, it's terrible and then it's back to business because it's we're so desensitized to violence that we we don't mind that can be everything we could have characters that are mass murderers and some people like them joker has so many fans so many people love joker um you know it's just insane but when it comes to stuff like sexual assault i think it's it's a little too real for a lot of people and it's such a taboo subject when it comes to like comics because here's the thing sex and uh, comics are always going to be associated to kids they're always going to be associated to kids which is still maddening to think about that we're totally cool with kids seeing violence all the time but when it comes to sex whether that be criminal you know pleasurable whatever It's fucking taboo. It's just like, no, we got to protect the children. They can't learn about boobies and wieners. Um, And it's stupid. It's so dumb to me Um, because like, dude, that's how we're fucking born. You know what I mean? Like that is human nature. But when it comes to like villains and stuff like that, DC has done stories like that. Uh, I believe there was a the most like what is the word infamous story is, I believe, in Identity Crisis where, uh, spoiler alert, uh, I'm trying to remember the characters because basically one of the wives of a superhero is um, raped by Dr. Light, if I'm not mistaken. And what ends up happening is there is a group of superheroes that find this out. And I believe they go and beat the shit out of Dr. Light. And what ends up happening is uh, the reason why it's called Identity Crisis is because we find out that a lot of people had their minds wiped. And I think uh, the guy's wife, because I'm forgetting who it is. It's not Plastic Man. I think it's Elongated Man's wife. Uh, They might have wiped her brain too. Or does she kill herself? Uh, I have not read that story in so long, but the big thing that happens in that story is Batman also gets his mind wiped because he walks in on them, I think beating the shit out of Dr. Light. Um, I could be missing this whole thing, but there is something that Batman walks into that he obviously would disagree with, so they wipe his mind, and that's why it's called Identity Crisis. Um, Because there's a bunch of superheroes or pe- like basically it was a story where the good guys did something bad in the form of like they were trying to get justice for something else. Right. Oh, I think it was. I think if I'm remembering the story, it might have been they wiped um, Dr. Light's mind because of what he did. And I don't know if they wiped it, like, so much to where he's not a villain. Like, I, it's been so long. Somebody can correct me uh, if they know that story. But, um, yeah, that that happened in there. And if I'm not mistaken, a lot of people were pissed about it. Um, I I have no problem with reading those kind of stories. I will say DC prefers to do the thing of implied assault, which is kind of lame. Um You know, a lot of people think that Joker uh, assaults Barbara. That is one of the biggest things. It's not just that he shot her in her own house, which would be traumatic enough, right? Some people believe that um, Joker assaulted her. Like that's, you know, because I think uh, he takes photos of her in her underwear or something, right? So I think a lot of people think that's implied um, from this is from the killing joke, by the way, if nobody knows what I'm talking about. So a lot of people talk about that and they think that book's disgusting or whatever, And, like, I never really thought of the Joker as somebody that would do something like that. Like, genuinely. I was like, I never thought about that once. Because I feel like the Joker doesn't really get off on shit like that. I think he just likes chaos. And I never really took him... I never really viewed his character that way. Then I read Joker by, uh, I think, Iber Iber May, who's the artist. But I don't know if it's written by Azarello. It might be. But in that book joker does one of the most fucked up things i've ever seen and when when one of his goons betrays him which is like the main character of the story betrays him he takes his woman and like basically rapes her in her in his car and then he he doesn't kill the guy and he's like did you learn your lesson and like it's super fucked it's super fucked so you see that in comics but it might be, sadly, it might be a crime that's so common that you don't see it. Like, there's no point in making a villain about it. That might be one of those things. So, you know, unfortunately, I do think that and it's also, I feel like it's also implied that a lot of villains would probably also be that, you know what I mean? Because you don't see a lot of villains coming out and being like, what did you do to that woman? Kill that man. You know what I mean? Maybe you could see more of that. I think there was stuff like that. Maybe like in The Walking Dead. I think there was some shit like that. Like I think one of the characters did that and then maybe they killed that guy because he did that. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Like you see a lot of the justice in those like post-apocalyptic movies when they have characters like that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if they made characters like that. Um, But I think it's also like it's so easy to show violence. How do you go about showing that? You know what I mean? How do you show that villainous act? Are you going to have a lot of panels that are very uncomfortable? Which it might add to the story. Because, again, there are stories that are graphic. And it's just part, it makes the story worse. makes you hate the character more. Um, And maybe that's what some people would go for. But it also goes into, does the artist want to draw that? Because depending on how you draw it, you might be known for that. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of variables when you come to talk about something like that. But, again, I do find it so weird that that is so taboo. But we're totally cool with seeing seeing somebody get their face blown off with a shotgun. You know what I mean? It, it's crazy. It, it blows my mind with what we're okay with uh, in society. But you know that's uh, that's kind of what happens. But I believe that is all the questions that we have for this week. If I missed any, my apologies. I was having to go between two different uh, two different um, you know podcast comment sections. Uh, this week we only got two books, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there are a few things that came out. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was a new World's Finest. There was also a uh, new Nightwing. I, uh, Wonder Woman 5 also came out. I, I'm like two or three issues behind on Wonder Woman. I would cover that this week because I, I have been enjoying what I have read. But since I'm behind, I don't want to cover. I don't want to be skipping issues. It's also kind of hard to like I don't have time to catch up on a lot of these books that I wish I could cover. On the podcast, because like I'm like three or four issues behind Nightwing, it feels like same thing with like World's Finest. But this week we're going to be covering Catwoman and uh, Operation Joker. Uh, Operation Joker, uh, I covered this last podcast, if I'm not mistaken. This book is so consistent; they make them so fast. It's nuts that it's crazy to have one like every week. It feels like. Um, but basically, Operation Joker was pretty cool uh, because basically Joker gives up Bruce. And he's like, you know what? It's probably best that he lives with Alfred and he'll probably grow up to be a better Batman. And um, Alfred kind of also picks up on this and he's like, I think this is Master Bruce. And he ends up taking Bruce down to the Batcave. And while this is going on um you know joker's all like oh yeah you know uh he he's basically going home and walking home without without bruce and when he gets home he's like is this really my apartment and he like steps on one of those books that play sounds and he like shoots it because it's like this damn racket and he's like oh, i missed that damn kid and he gets like a rocket launcher and he's gonna go get bruce back from alfred and he runs into Alfred on the street with Bruce. And he's like, oh, what the hell? And he's like, oh, I'm glad I found you. I was going to drop him off to you because he's been crying for the last, you know, hours or whatever. Because uh, turns out that, you know, Alfred is trying to see if he can, you know, unlock Master Bruce's memories. And when he took him down to the Batcave, there was all of these posters of Joker because Batman was working on like a crime, you know, kind of crime collage. And it had Joker there. And Bruce was like, Papa, you know what I mean? And so that's why he's crying because he missed his dad. So we saw this was basically an issue of both, you know, father, son missing each other. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, but Joker at the end of it says, like, I'm. you got to remember, I'm not your dad. You know, I'm going to be your your greatest villain uh, ever. And like they kind of end it with a hug. And I feel like you could have ended the story there. Um, you know, but this has got to go on, right? There's got to be a conclusion to Bruce going back to normal, but it ends with a hug. Um, and it just says end of chapter, you know, 15 and yeah, it was just a cute little story. Again, these books are never anything too crazy. Uh, they're very fast reads, which is thank you. Cause I need some of these, but, uh, yeah, it was just a cute little story. Again, this is, if I think, feel like if you're a father, uh, you would probably relate to this a lot, because it's just, you know, a father. Uh, it's somebody learning to be a father, I feel like. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of Joker, uh, chapter 15 of Operation Joker. And then, then we got Catwoman, y'all. Here's the thing. This issue, it wasn't that bad, but it also wasn't great. Um, and It's so weird because, like, I understand Catwoman has six more lives or, you know, this whole story is called nine lives. And basically, what's dumb about this story is Selina is just putting her life in jeopardy for no reason. I mean, well, there's obviously a reason, right? In this thing, she's going to get some she's going to a nuclear power plant or I should say, like, a nuclear disaster zone, and if you, like, go there automatically, you, like, automatically get cancer and your teeth start falling out and your skin starts boiling, like, it's like a super radioactive, uh, it's like Chernobyl, I guess, you know, but, like, Chernobyl on steroids. And, you know, she's apparently, with what's going on here and, like, what they're creating or what they were trying to create or whatever, it created this like, gem underground that is, like, super amazing or super rare or whatever. I don't know. She talks about how it looks so beautiful. But when she touches it, it, like, burns her hands off, which is crazy. And she gets a sample of it, and she's trying to run out. Of course, like, the Russians are showing up to try to fight her or whatever. And she's about to die. She was like, I didn't think this through. Like, her teeth are starting to fall out. Her skin is starting to boil. And... While she's doing all this, I'm like, why? Why? You know what I mean? It what, what it feels like is she is throwing caution to the wind, but we are not getting a Selena that is calculated and would go into this with a super plan. It's like she's just going through the front door, and she's like, I can't die, so fuck it. Um, and it's dumb because what we've seen is she can die very easily. We had that one issue where she got shocked and lost a life. Like, that was, like, really dumb, you know? But this one, she's running through this super radioactive nuclear power plant. Her skin is boiling off, and it's, like, nonchalant. Like, it's crazy. Um, But we also, like, I don't know what's happening here. Because as her whole face is falling off, well, first of all, Here's something I gotta complain about with the writing because as so there's one point in here where Selena runs into uh, a bunch of wolves, like radioactive wolves that are basically it's like zombie wolves, and she's having this inner monologue, and this inner monologue talks like she's talking to the audience, and I think writers I hate when writers do this. Writers feel I feel like a lot of writers forget. That a character's inner monologue is the character talking to themselves. It's your inner thoughts, your your brain, right? Teeny Howard writes Selena's inner thoughts like she's talking to people. Now, here's the thing: if she was writing a journal, I could understand Teeny Howard writing this way. But these are it's not a journal. Because usually the way they they kind of like and I think King's done this before, the way you showcase that it is a journal is the, you know, dialogue, bo- not the dialogue boxes, the um, inner thought, inner monologue boxes are on a piece of paper, and it's usually, like, the stuff is written out. And so I'm like, okay, it's, it's in a journal. Like, that makes sense. I get that. This is not the case. This is the typical, like, Selena's inner monologue box. And when she's fighting these dogs, she was like, just to be clear, or what does she say? She oh, what does she say? Because it's like something ridiculous. Like it's like she feels like she's going to get canceled on the internet. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What does she say? Uh, I want to be clear before this becomes anything. I like dogs, normal dogs, not radioactive dogs, and like something along those lines. And I'm like, it, these are your inner thoughts, Selena why you can think whatever the fuck you want to think in your brain. Why would it become a thing? Do you have other people in your brain that would try to cancel you? You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things. Like, it's it's just something stupid that doesn't need to be written. Like, this is your inner monologue. And I feel like Teeny Howard is writing for the reader and not writing as Selena. I think this is a huge issue. And so I think that's kind of dumb. Anyways, fast forward. um, Catwoman is dying. Her, like I said, her skin's falling off. Her teeth are coming out. And she's basically dying. She's like, uh, they're shooting at her. She goes into this like bunker thing. And uh, they're going to blow it up. They're like, we need dynamite. She can't get out of there. And uh, there's a a radioactive cat inside of this thing. And it's talking to Selena. And Selena's like, who are you? Like, like, are you a hallucination? Like, what's going on here? There's this this radioactive cat has a silhouette of like it reminds me of like a sphinx, you know, like the old Egyptian statues, kind of that vibe. And uh this person is like, "I'm a god." And and Selena's like, "Oh, you got to be like in my head, right? My imagination." She's like, "Why why would you think that? Why can you not think that I'm a super powerful being? I'm a force uh that is eternal and like I can grant rebirth and all this kind of shit." So basically she's talking to this like kind of deity and this deity is saying that, I, "I love what you're doing. You can't die here. Keep going." So Selena fights back and, you know, um, you know, this rebirth, it, it kind of seems like this character that's giving her all these lives can give her infinite lives if they wanted to, which I think is really weird. But anyways, uh, Selena gets away from everybody, she's running away, she's dying, and Superman shows up because this deity said that help was on their way. And so, you know, Superman being Superman, he's able to hear Selena. He's able to know that, like, she's in trouble. So he flies out here, and she's like, you know, he's like, yo, I need to get you to a hospital. And she's like, no, don't worry. I'm going to be fine. Um, he's like, are you sure? And he was like, because you don't, you seem like you're, you know, you're in pain or whatever. She's like, look, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be good. Like, I I already know what's going to happen. And she gave him this radioactive treasure that she found like I said this thing that burned her hand off and uh she was like here's the sample because apparently the Justice League didn't want to mess with this because I guess it's like on international you know just sovereign land whatever I don't know that why the justice League can't do it but she told Superman here's the sample because of whatever this thing is and please go destroy that area so nobody else goes in there ever again so you know some kind of heart from Selena here like she did something good so nobody else ever has to get hurt. I don't know what this sample was going to be. They kind of like give you all this mumbo jumbo. Artini Howard says like, oh, it does this and yada, yada, yada. I don't remember reading a part that says like, this could cure cancer because it seemed like it, it gave people cancer. So I'm like, why would you want that? Um, but, you know, scientists are weird. Scientists want all the crazy shit to see if they can, you know, change it into something else. And you know what? That's, you know, let the scientists do that. But anyways, Superman gets the sample, and Selena is just like just she looks like a zombie dude like she she's starting to look like one of the things from um the last of us, you know what I mean, with the spores all on her face and stuff that's kinda how she's got the kind of vibe and then Superman and her are just sitting on a rock uh overlooking a lake, and um she's like, uh you know if she says she, she says that she's tired and you know. Superman is like, it's okay, you can rest now. And, like, this panel would have been fantastic if Selina was actually going to die. Like, had Teeny Howard, like, if DC was like, hey, we want to kill Selina, we're going to give you the honors to have Selina die at your hands, this would have been a fantastic way for Selina to die. I will 100% admit that. Because, you know, granted, I would have preferred her do something a little bit more um interesting or like something that would really have an effect on the world you know what i mean i don't know if this thing this magical thing is going to have any effect but they should have emphasized that a little bit more if that was going to be the case but obviously this is part three of like nine i guess because there's nine lives i don't really know but uh yeah this would have been a great way for selena to die to be honest because it's like it feels like um a uh, breaking bad Honestly, when when that one guy dies, the enforcer, dude, if you haven't seen it by now, that's on you. It show's been out for like 10 years. Um, but anyways, I think like uh, this would have been a fantastic death for Selena. Unfortunately, it's just in a story where she can die probably infinity times. You know what I mean? And so it sucks. It was a good ending that doesn't matter and you know uh, there's no stakes to this book and it's unfortunate you know and that's why i said this book wasn't terrible but i also don't care you know i'm in that mindset with the current batman and catwoman run i don't care this is an interesting concept it's a little silly with the nine lives as i mentioned um but i just feel like howard doesn't know how to write selena and it's really annoying. But the, the way this ended, I think, was fantastic. Uh, and it, it adds more to Superman being there because Superman is basically, you know, he gives out the vibe that he's immortal. And so he's going to see humans die over and over. And this is one of his friends. So, like, it would have been so powerful, you know, and it would have been interesting too, like if, if Selena would have died here. Right. Like officially, you know, Superman's got to tell Bruce that he was like, she didn't die alone. You know, I was there for her like that would be fucking good shit. That'd be good shit, you know what I mean? But unfortunately, missed opportunity here. Um, and yeah, you know, granted, I think you know, Catwoman fans and uh, Batman fans and everybody want our we want our heroes to die in a nice way, right? Uh, granted, the heroic deaths are always cool, but unfortunately, in comics, they're they're nothing, right? Like they just die uh, and they come back. We'll bring them back with the Lazarus Pit or whatever Lazarus Juice, Lazarus Capri Sun, whatever whatever we need to bring them back. We'll we'll invent it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of uh it was a cool ending, but you know, in a nothing story, which is unfortunate. But uh that is that is everything, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have any more books. Uh like I said, I'm trying to keep up with stuff. I am gonna try to keep uh I'm hoping next week goes a little bit better. Because like I said, there was a moment here when I was just like, I don't know if I want to do the podcast. Um, but I'm hoping to get ahead on a lot of things. This week was just kind of crazy, so many things happening. But uh, that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you. Again, if you haven't seen the new channel, go check it out. Uh, Just type in Juice from the Box in the the search bar on YouTube. Go check it out. Got some interesting videos over there. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I am Juice Wayne, and remember, Batman is awesome.